This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, guys? Working class on DeerCast. We have taken over Mark's basement. We made him buy us lunch <laughs> and then took over his basement bar uh, while he's out doing farm things. Twisted his arm to buy us lunch. Yeah, but he's doing farm things without his farm manager, right? I, the- I just crawled out of the tractor come hang out with you guys for a little bit. We <laughs> did. Well, did a little switch with Mark. Wade Robinson, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thank we kind of came me. to you, <laughs> but thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So I know Mark probably said you're going to do the podcast and then... That's how it yeah, worked. He, he gave me a text last week. Hey, uh, Kurt and the guys are coming um, next week. You're in, pretty you're, much. You're up to bat. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, we did. We went out, stole you out of a tractor. We went to lunch, and now we're podcasting. Nothing wrong with that. What's your job? Man, everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the fall, I'm running a camera. Um, and in the spring and summer, I'm usually on a tractor or building something. Whether yeah. it's working on box blinds or. You're the or, handyman kind of, yeah. too. You know, last week, Perry and I, we were. Uh, we are building a walk-in cooler down at our Missouri farm. So yeah. we don't know much about construction, but uh, give us a little time and we'll figure it out. <laughs> figure that's it out. What, hey, that's what YouTube's for, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, I mean, that's, that's true. How how'd you get what, this job? Like, how did it all – like, where's the beginning? Where's, of what's Wade your and, background? Yeah, Wade and Drury, how did that get lined up? Man, it goes way back. Um, I was in college, going to college to be a dentist. Um, so really? that I could make enough money to eventually hunt every day. Well, okay, good. good I, <laughs> I got the I got the shortcut. Um, you know, I I did a little bit of deer guiding at an outfitter mm-hmm. down in southeast Kansas, and uh, one of the other guides is like, "Hey, you know," he was telling me about how he filmed for Jared every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know, that that's my dream. You know, if anything ever comes up, throw my name out there, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see what happens." So he did, and it was probably a month later. Mark gave me a call. His old farm manager cameraman ended up going back down south and uh you know i came up interviewed and took off from there 
No kidding. Yeah. Mark uh, Mark has some funny stories on that first interview, though. <laughs> oh, I bet. we got to ask him about those. What? Yeah, I know. We'll have to get him on, like, an after-hours deal and get all those. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, that that just goes to show, like, it doesn't hurt to, like, take a chance. And it's like, hey, man, that'd be kind of neat. Throw my name in there just in case. Yeah. You know? You know, because my, my dad always ran cattle and stuff. So, you know, I kind of lived on a farm, but yeah. not this, like, the row crops and right. food plots and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I had the passion for hunting and, and willing willingness to learn right and uh just took so, it off a little different path though too dentist yeah. to farm manager <laughs> right <laughs> it all starts with just trying to make enough money so that i could afford to hunt every day right right same so, end goal i guess right. Yeah, right exactly so how long after like okay hey you got the job were you like filming hunts uh, i started in july right after the fourth of july so it was and, just like right into it from yeah. there and then how long from that first year maybe maybe it started the first fall did you start killing deer on Yeah, I, I was able to kill my first deer. I think it was October 30th. Oh, man, you uh, got, like, right into yeah. it, like, pretty quick. Yep. See, yep. that's so, awesome. Yeah, I, I made sure that, you know, I did went through with all my residency stuff as soon as I moved here. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. the time frame, because in Iowa, it takes a little bit of time to get your residency. Yeah, I so, was kind of got smart about that, I yep. imagine, from other people ruining it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> well, went I don't through, know. went through that me. process. And, yeah. Yeah, and, that's cool, man. Yeah. Because you've, like... <laughs> When I see you on film, it's like, oh, yeah, that's Wade. You know what I mean? Like, I see you as, like, Mark's, like, guy. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. That's a compliment. You know, I don't know if that is to you or not. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it's, well, I mean, it's going on my 11th fall. So, I mean, yeah. I was just been here a little while. Been there? Yeah, since I was 19. Wow. That's crazy. So See, that's awesome, though. Do you get recognized a lot as being, like, part of the jury crew yeah. when you're out and about? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty kind of cool. weird? Yeah. It, it no not too bad unless like we're at like the deer classic or something and then you know it's hard to really get anywhere yeah but just it's, all, it's all right. i mean i guess it's all part of the yeah that's cool deal. right that's a cool yeah, part of absolutely. it absolutely yeah i just didn't know you know, like kind of curious like talking to farm guys or you know you just don't know what people's background are some dudes are just like yeah I, mean, I just do the thing and it's that's what it is i don't want to be bothered and then yeah it's cooler to some people than others yeah no i mean it doesn't bother me at all i mean like yeah like i said because i was at that you know, I was recognizing people and, and right. thought it was cool to go up and say hey and, and For talk sure. about deer with, with them or whatever, yeah. you know. It's so. definitely encouraged, I guess, from an industry standpoint, you know. But right. I imagine it gets overwhelming. Like, Mark can't even go to some of them shows, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's yeah. like, you, he did one year at Iowa, and I was, like, watching him walk through. I'm like, that doesn't look fun, I don't no, think. No, not fun at all. You yeah. Know? But he does so good with it. He's yeah. Natural, you know, but. he always takes the time and, and talk to everybody. Got to. If if he has the time at those other shows like ATA and stuff. Whenever they've got meetings, it's hard to. Yeah, you got to go. You got to yeah. get there right now. It's the only time. So Matt's, wants to Matt's the director. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get yeah. here on time. Blah blah blah. But. Follow the dude with the clipboard. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Exactly. <laughs> so what's so far up? You know, eleven years or so. What has been your favorite part about the job and your least favorite part? Um, you know, my favorite part is probably a hunt. The hunt for. <clears throat> The hunt for Bucktober, yeah, that was just an unbelievable hunt. You know, we hunted him so hard, and then the whole deal with the blind falling. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> talked about that with Mark. It's like you guys are lucky you didn't get like hurt bad. Yeah, because Mark, you know, has has his arrow for his bow, the initial arrow, and then he always sits one out of his quiver. So couldn't grab. Him. Yeah, if he needs it, he grab it quick. But it was setting up against the front of the blind, and you know, whenever we went down, both of his arrows were crushed that were out of the quiver, and they obviously had rages on them. Yeah. And then the whole quiver full of arrows, those were busted. It was, it so was a disaster. So when you guys so, landed on those arrows, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you got lucky. You man. got real lucky yeah, with that. Just that, not the right end of it. Right, yeah. right. Oh, man. Yeah, so the, adding that in to the, the rest of it. Yeah. But, 
but and you know the least there's really no bad part of the job um during the summer and uh, spring, it gets to be quite a grind, especially during yeah. turkey season, you know, waking up early. Right. Hunting yeah. till 1 in Missouri and then going to climb on a tractor and work until dark. But Yeah, you're not like – you're not living – it's not an easy job. No, no, it's not easy. It's not, you know – You don't got banker of, hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's one of the right. frustrating things that a lot of people, like, you know, they'll go on and say high fence, high fence, but, you know, myself, Perry, Forrest – Mark, Terry, you know, yeah. everybody putting in the work on the farm that they don't see. Because a lot of the stuff, which this year and last year, we've done a bit better just showing all the behind-the-scenes mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, maybe it'll uh, help people see what we actually go through to kill big deer. Right. Yeah, I think that it definitely helps in that perspective. I always like seeing it, you know, because when you see – yeah, if someone just sees the 10-second clip of the shot, and then yeah. you or Mark, like, yeah, smoked him, and then it's like, yeah, that's a pup. You know, people can talk shit that way. Like, we have a, a TikTok. Yeah, it's on TikTok, right? People are dumber on TikTok. <laughs> of Austin's trophy room, you know? Yeah. And everyone in there, like, these guys got money. This isn't free range. And I'm like, man. The must be nice guys. It's like, <laughs> the yeah, must be first nice First of all, guys. if it was high fence. They, the the racks would be like bleach white and they'd be like two fifties. Right. Yeah. Like if this is high fence, we're not messing around with one eighty. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm only shooting one fifties on high fence hunts. <laughs> right. You go on a man from a high fence hunt. Yeah, <laughs> it was a coal on a high fence. So it's like I don't think those people clearly don't understand yeah. because it's like, man, if you're high, going high fence, you're swinging for the fences. Here. Like, That's right. Literally, literally. literally. Once, literally. You, once you step into Jurassic Park, you're going to kill something well over 200. Yeah, we're talking right. pushing 300. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like just trash everywhere. So people don't get that, but I think it definitely helps, you know, and that's got to be kind of annoying. I know you probably don't let it bother you when you see No, that, you but. can't because, like, obviously they don't know any better, but, yeah. you know, it, it does get a little frustrating because of all the work that we do put in in the off season yeah. and, you know, yeah. just going through all the whole process to just to hours. get behind that big buck. You know? Yeah. You probably have like a different source of uh, fulfillment with like other people that come around to the farm, like, you know, besides Mark or Mark and then you, and then whoever else gets to hunt here and kill a deer. It's like you had a part to play in oh, about every deer and on this place. That's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter who kills it, you know, just being yeah. a part of the, the whole process is, is cool. Yeah, it comes full circle for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, you, put all those hours in planting that food plot and then to get to see anybody shoot a deer over it. You right. know, I will say, I mean, I'd rather be filming it than, yeah, right. you know, doing something else. But right. it, it is cool no matter what, whoever kills off the farms, it's it's cool seeing yeah. all the hard work in the off season come. For sure. Because, I mean, it's like you're – I can tell you're always doing something like we pulled you out of the tractor to go eat. So. I mean, we say deer – it's 365 for us, but it's really 365 yeah. for you, ain't it? Yep, exactly. For sure. Well, so I got some – what time are we at? We got some Patreon questions. I figure they'll probably take some time to chip through. So I figure we kind of answer them, kind of BS through them, yeah. and just kind of get through as many as we can. So some, there's not a full name. Some, there's a name and, like, where they're from. Yeah. Uh, Mike said, Wade, having done probably every wildlife management practice known, what's the one practice you would say you've seen the most benefits from? Uh, probably, you know, being able to kill a deer, I would say food plot architecture, you know, Mark's just, uh, you know, unbelievably good at it. Yeah. And it's just, you know, just planting the food plot, whether it's plant to your position, which, you know, we, with a bow, we usually try and put radishes close cause it seems like that they prefer that during bow season. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a different type of product out a little further, whether it be last bite or winter bulbs or mm-hmm what have you for gun or whatever, but it seems gotcha. to pull them close. But you know, that seems to have 
been the biggest thing on killing deer is like yeah. just architecture whenever going in and put a food plot in. Right. Is, is that something like the architecture of a plot? Is that something you took a while to adapt to? Like now I imagine you can go look at a spot and be like, yeah, hey, I'd do this, this, and this. Yeah. Like how long from when you first started that take for you to get to that point? I would say a couple of years, two really? or three years. It's still of, pretty quick, I think. Yeah. But, you know, with Mark, it's just like. That's true. Yeah. It's go, go, so, go. Soaking in everything that you can. And, yeah. you know, he's just a master at it. And What first was it, like, intimidating to work with Mark? Were you like, dude, I don't want to mess up and piss him off if I, I do this? I or? think I was too young to be intimidated. <laughs> 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 kind of naive a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad way to look at it, yeah. really. So. Probably the best way to learn right. a lot of that stuff. But it's like a lot of guys in the trades, you know, you're in a trade. Start when they're 19, yep. and they're used to... You're going to be a greenhorn at some point. I mean, I'm not saying Mark yells at you, but like we all know what it's been like to be on that job, <laughs> and you're 19, and you get the old grumpy dude that's like, not like that, like this, <laughs> hold your hammer, and you're just like, dude, yeah. I can't do anything right. right. Yeah. But it's a good thing you don't run into that when you're 30. You do that when you're 19, <laughs> right. and then you just learn to go with it from there. Probably yeah, similar. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Nate Roosevelt. Um, would Wade shoot a 160-inch clean 8-pointer or a 170-inch clean 10-pointer? 160-inch 8-pointer for sure. I think, I think that's <laughs> most of all. Yeah. Kind of a frame guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very fair. I'd Man, they're both good. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'd shoot either of, either of them. But... 168, though, would look massive. Oh, oh it's huge. That looks like huge. a 180. Yeah, versus exactly. like, mm-hmm. throw a couple little G4s on there. You got oh, your dude. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. No, cool. but. Um, what's uh, your favorite part about your job? We already kind of talked about it, but. You know, obviously, just the, probably like the coolest thing of this whole deal is whenever we get to, you know, have Catch Dream in. And, that would be You awesome, know, it's yeah. just, it's a whole different experience, you know, and, and takes our efforts and everything, you know, because that's the, the initial hunt that we plan for in Iowa mm-hmm. and we've been hosting up in Iowa the last five years or so. Yeah. And you know, that's ev- all of myself, Perry, Mark, everybody's attention goes to that hunt. That's very, and cool. you know, just that whole catch a dream foundation is just mm-hmm. an awesome. That's probably pretty emotional and rewarding all in the it same is, yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. cool. It's, that's definitely the most rewarding part of my job. I can imagine that would be, that'd make a lot of like, Hours where you're frustrated or tired. Make it worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Like, pretty quick. Yep. It, you know, just hanging out. Um, other questions here. We got Dakota from Michigan. Thanks for the question to co- or comment. Perry is an awesome shot. Um, Perry's also one of the farm managers, yep. which we did a podcast with Perry early on in Working Class and DeerCast. Mm-hmm. Did you, like, hide him somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I, I kicked him out to spray some beans right now. <laughs> Shipped him out. <laughs> yeah. So, technically, are you his supervisor? Yeah, I guess. I mean, we Come just on, work let together. It loose. Let it loose. I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's not here. He, yeah, he's not here. We won't <laughs> tell him. Well, I guarantee he's going to listen to it. So He won't listen. Think <laughs> yes, I'm Perry's supervisor. You're kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the boss around here, okay? <laughs> um, Dakota says, Perry seems like an awesome shot from the shot on 13 last season. You've been shooting a little low lately. What's the difference in your guys' uh, preparation? It's a kind of a frank question. We need to go back through the archives and, and let everybody see Perry shooting last year. <laughs> is it bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, Perry is a good shot. But, um, you know, I've Mark's always taught me to aim low. You know, I, I sight in two inches low because yeah. one thing's for sure, the deer's not going to drop. Right. Or the deer is going to drop, um, you know, so. Yeah. 
most of the time they drop, and if they don't, you still should be good. Yeah, for sure. So That's just, something I, I always think I probably need to think about more. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm not really a heart shot guy. Mm-hmm. Are you a heart shot guy? No, I'm a lung no, guy. Definitely not. But I think there's times I'm like, shit, I wish I would have been a heart shot guy yeah. because of that drop. Yeah. Yep. So but you always hear, like, you see that on TV. Guys like, ah, oh, man, I expect him to drop, and he didn't. Like, you know, Waddell's pretty vocal on it. Yeah. He shoots one. He's like, oh, shit, you know. But no, like yeah, I, I have hit them low, but you know, I guess there's more area to kill them down low than there is up high. Because once you get it, yeah, there's not going back. Yeah, yeah, if I had to pick being too high or too low, I'd rather pick too low. I yeah, think. that's true. Hundred percent. So hundred uh, percent. Thanks, Dakota. Kind of a rude question. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to expose you, Perry. <laughs> if he was here, he'd laugh about it too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure he would. Perry, get back to work. Spray those beans. Ethan uh, Singletary, um, describe your favorite gas station food as if it were a whitetail buck. <laughs> Credit goes to Jud- Judd's, one of our guys who runs our group, and we're always talking about, like, Casey's or Quick Trip. Oh, yeah. And I recently said Quick Trip is kind of throwing some shade because Casey's is the Midwestern class. No, for sure. Like, Iowa, Illinois. It's a big buck-killing yep. classic, you know, I like to think. And I threw some shade at Quick Trip back. They made a meme about throwing Casey's pizza in the trash, yeah. and I made a comment back to it. it. Was in our group. I said that Quick Trip is the guy who killed a 120 inch deer <laughs> and has been hunting for two years, <laughs> and all of a sudden is doing informational TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so there's my shade at Quick hey, Trip. You're so not wrong. We're yeah. just trying real hard to get a Casey's partnership, right? Yeah. So <laughs> describe your favorite gas station food as if it were a whitetail buck. That's a, that's a hard one. That is a hard one. I, I mean. Every morning I grab a breakfast burrito from Casey's, if that counts for anything. Yeah. So it's, how do you compare a breakfast burrito to a buck? I don't know. It'd have to be the Pope and Young. I'm going the cinnamon rolls, probably the Booner. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a yeah. good way to compare. Yeah. Because we had, we had some Casey's breakfast burritos this I morning. I did. I had a burrito this morning. It was delicious. They, were, uh, they weren't quite Boone and Crockett, but definitely Pope and Young. Pope and Young, yeah. for sure. You know. Pope, definitely Pope and Young. Yeah, I'd, I got coal. I'd coal one of those. I had nothing else to eat. You had to take it. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah. fair, isn't it? Thanks, Ethan. Um, Hunter Wagner. Wade in Iowa, how could you manage an 80-acre property for food when you have permission for bow season and late season muzzleloader, but the owner gives permission to other people for shotgun season, and after shotgun season, 80% of the deer move on to another property? How would you manage an 80-acre property for food when you have permission for bow season and late muzzleloader season? The owner gives permission to other people for shotgun season and after shotgun season. That's So basically, obviously you want to try and kill him early. Right. So, you know, if he's got permission bow before those other guys get in there, so at least you get to kill one of your deer um, early with a bow. So obviously I would try and get decent size. Uh, bean field mm-hmm. to hold them all summer right. and then transfer them from those beans to like a radish plot that you could bow hunt over. Get it done early. Yeah. That way you're in. And then they will, they will pretty much be moved off of that, those food, so, food sources by the time. Uh, it just depends on the weather. I mean, first and second gun, they, they definitely, <sighs> that's a tough on one the, to navigate. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, just kill them, try and kill them early with, you know, beans to hold them during the summer and then, and then have a radish field to suck them whenever that green to green right. transfer happens. And don't share your trail cam pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do not tro- do not share them. <laughs> keep those low keep. But yeah, I just try and kill them early over radishes as soon as. Yeah, that's probably the best yep. advice you could give somebody that's got to split their deer season. Yeah, for sure. You know, because the beans will hold them all summer. 
And right. then, you know, once that transfer hits in October, usually we plant our radishes second. Is that what you call it, the green-to-green transfer? Yeah, whenever the, the beans start to defoliate and turn yellow, mm-hmm. it's like a transition from those green, what were green beans, mm-hmm. straight to your green plots. Is so, that, like, can you guys predict that every year? Like, oh, beans are starting to turn, like, you know, is there a spot where you, this might be, maybe I don't know how to ask this question right, but I always wondered this because I hear you guys use that term green-to-green transfer, and you see the beans starting to turn yellow. Like, does the whole field pretty much got to be yellowed over for that happens, or is it very? I mean, yeah, like, we pick our beans, and based on the plant date and the weather, mm-hmm. that we're going to get our beans planted, and then once they're mature, maturity hits mm-hmm. then they start defoliating but yeah i mean those deer will still be out in those beans even if some of the leaves are a little bit green yeah. they'll still be out in them but as soon as they defoliate completely they'll all be right in your radishes and then they're pretty much not back on beans and if they're still there until so, like brutal cold yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. okay so. good advice i think i mean that kind of sucks you have to split your season <laughs> yeah so it's like don't let i mean unless you like the guy don't let them benefit from your hard work if that's yeah yeah, but definitely try and kill them early. I mean, that's, that's all you can do, really. You know, and then you'll have your beans for late season, you know, if you get some deep snow. Because he said he could hunt muzzleloader, right? Yep. Um, late muzz. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Bow so. and late muzzleloader. So, yeah, he could be back in the cards. Yep. Hmm. I mean, I get how that is, though, Hunter, because sometimes you got to play the politics or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're at the mercy of the landowner mm-hmm. at that. Um, Zach Jacoby asked, um, if you had to plant one type of food, <laughs> we're going back to food. If you had to plant one type of food and that's all you could plant, what would it be? Go Co- shoot a giant, he says. Clover. Clover. Yep. It's, you know, durable. You know, it, it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that like, you know, that's some of the problem that we run into with our green fields. If they're not big enough, you know, they'll eat them out in September. Yeah. And you have nothing to hunt over come October. Right. And right. so, but clover, you know, obviously keeps growing, mm-hmm. easy to maintain. And, you know, if you, you know, replant it every three to five years, you're good. And you're good, it's, yeah. And we've killed some giants on clover, and it's been just, it's probably the most consistent, consistently. It kind of is field. the working man's food plot yeah, because very, like you said very you know, easy to maintain maintain yeah replant yeah. every three to five years you can mow it that gives mow them food it. for 12 months too i mean they're yeah. in it all year round yeah it's yeah. nice yeah i mean once you get snow cover obviously it really screws you over but yeah i mean we've had deer digging through eight inches of snow to get down to the clover but yeah if, if you had one food plot i'd probably do clover like i said it, it mm-hmm. lasts all year long and, and but i noticed to too and mark told me this last spring he's like yeah man if you plant clover eventually like turkeys will be there and a farm that I have a really lush clover field in now. And I was just telling these guys for the podcast, I'm getting trail cam pictures of turkeys in it. And mm-hmm. it's a farm that I would never, I didn't turkey hunt it last spring. I was like, there's no birds. I hunted it all fall. Yeah. I never saw birds, never heard birds. But now that clover field's taken yeah. off, it's like they're in there now. So then you get deer and turkey. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you plant like a radish plot, which I mean, the most attractability for, you know, early season hunting, I would pick radishes. Like mm-hmm. if I had one plot that I could, plant and expect to kill something over it'd be radishes but like mm-hmm. just if you could only choose one plot it'd be clover just because it lasts all year long yeah and you know it's pretty easy to maintain and you need minimal equipment yeah yeah i know i've maintained plots with like a riding lawnmower yeah. pull the you deck all the clover. way up and <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do yeah, i mean yeah. however you gotta get well, in you there, can do right? the push mower if you need to that's right yeah um chris adams first he said thanks uh for doing the podcast um, and all the work uh, the WCB guys put in to share this with us. Thanks, Chris. Uh, for Wade, knowing the answer, 
Uh, so this first one was from Mark. So let me, I'll just ask it to you how he, where would you implement? Okay, hold on. I got to go back and read the part. These are on the fly because <laughs> I don't like to know what we're going into. Um, he did. He wanted to ask Mark, what is the most beneficial habitat improvement you can make on the farm? Um, that's been recently selective timber cut recently yeah. selective timber. Okay. Uh, Wade knowing, assuming Mark just answered this, where would you implement? This is, I don't know if this is going to work. Knowing the answer Mark just gave, which Mark's not on this podcast. Uh, where would you implement that improvement closer to bedding food or at a random make? So he's banging on Mark's answer and then yeah, the this is, answer. Uh, yeah. When I asked the question on Patreon, I went back in and said, Hey, they're separate podcasts, but this is asked like you guys are both on the same podcast. So this might not work. I haven't answered both. Of them. Most benefit beneficial habitat improvement you can make on a selective timber cut. Hmm. That makes sense. Say it again. Wouldn't a selective timber cut be the... Yeah, that would be the benefit, right? Yeah. For bedding? the most beneficial habitat improvement you can make that's on a farm that's been recently selected timber Oh, that has been cut. recently. Okay. okay. Um, that's a hard one because you'd have to have that specific, like, scenario. Yeah. Um, I guess it's... I mean, obviously, you're gonna, you just made a giant bedroom. So, right, right. You know... I, You've hunted some farms that were recent, like that you cut, right? Well, it was more of a timber harvest than a oh. TSI. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. That's specific. I have no idea how to answer that. I have no experience with that. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if it's the right answer, but like, you know, you just made a giant bedroom. So push cl- food close and, yeah. you know, you'll have your deer bedded close to your food. I mean, I, right. I don't know really how to answer that either. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not, you know, having it. Yeah. You know, back to back. Okay, where are we at? Go back. I got two. Paul from Ohio. And he brings up Perry again. <laughs> Perry's, by the way, still working for Wade. <laughs> we work together. Okay, this is kind of funny. <laughs> we work together. Yeah. Like Perry is going to listen. He might listen. He'll probably listen because he'll know that I'll be giving him shit. Sounds like Paul from Ohio might have a crush on Perry. Perry looks country strong. What's it like working with someone like that when it comes to intensive farm work labor, having that strength every day by your side? (laughs) (laughs) It's Paul from Ohio. Nice, I guess. Some man crushes on Perry. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's nice, I guess. (laughs) I mean, it's like, well... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> okay, he's a nice guy to have around. <laughs> that big was old, Paul from Ohio. Thanks, big old Paul. country boy, <laughs> big old plump country man. <laughs> <laughs> Someone does have a crush on Perry. <laughs> Two guys. Um, Chris Buckles, Wade. If you lived in Northeast Vermont, would you rather hunt out of state in a true Midwest state once a year, or try to hunt a state closer that had potential for better deer? but was close enough that you could potentially hunt there two, maybe three times in a season. So if you lived in Northeast Vermont, would you rather go to a Midwest state once a year or go to just a closer state that had a little better quality deer and hunt two, three times a season? Well, I've, I've never hunted up in the Northeast, mm-hmm. um, but I heard there is a lot of pressure all through that area. So, yeah, I mean, I would probably, I, I love hunting the Midwest, so I would say, Get out of the Northeast and head to the Midwest and, yeah. you know, have one really good hunt in the Midwest. I think that would be the best move. Personally. That's what I'd say, too. 
So yeah. we, we've talked about that in the past. It's like you see guys complain about like, well, I live in this state. We don't have the big deer like Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Wisconsin has. And my answer is kind of always like, and that listeners are probably getting tired of me saying it, but it's like if you want to kill a mule deer, you got to go where mule deer live. Like, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, if they're not there, they're hard to hunt. So <laughs> Right. It's like <laughs> almost impossible. <laughs> but kill a big bug, you got to go where the big I, bucks are. I yeah. think that's a healthy way to look at it, though. That's your goal. I mean, if you want to go kill big Midwest deer, you got to go to the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's so. funny? Like, we did the show in uh, um, out east, Harrisburg, yep. in Pennsylvania, and we were kind of joking around with some of the guys. Like, oh, yeah, all these small east coast deer, you know. I mean, they actually do have some big deer out there, but they're pockety. They but mm-hmm. They're pockety. And that's what I learned. It's like it's very pocketed to like, oh, this area's got great genetics and great soil. Yeah. And it's like one county. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, guys are pulling 180 to 200 deer inch deer a couple times a year out of this yeah. county. I learned that, uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the state. Everyone, it's a little, little state. New Hampshire? No. Rhode Island? No. no. Maryland? I feel like an idiot right now. I remember I remember this conversation because I was standing there with you, but I can't remember what state it was. Um, Delaware? Delaware. It was Delaware. Delaware. Yep. Um, I don't know why I drew a blank on that. Because the guy was like, quit, quit talking about Delaware because we actually <laughs> do shoot giants over here. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's Delaware's three counties, mm-hmm. top, middle, bottom county, and I guess two of the three counties are just – I got to take my phone off airplane mode. Two of the three counties are just dynamite. Hmm. And we, we actually talked to a couple of great dudes from Delaware that are yeah. like, yeah, it's kind of like a little, a little Midwest. Yeah. yeah. It's like an agricultural area. So it's like everybody can go to those two counties in Delaware and leave Iowa and Illinois alone. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Damn, it'd be about trying to get a, like a lease in Illinois. Yeah. Right? You can't get a lease in Illinois. No. Like no, it's impossible. impossible. That's what people too don't like think about the Midwest. It's like, hey, you know any leases up that are available? No. <laughs> I don't want well, I'm going to tell them no anyway, but truly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If I did know, I would take it for myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I knew, I wouldn't actually I'd, tell I'd you. I'd be leasing <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's tough. Yeah, it that, is. Everybody wants to be here. Mm-hmm. Is Kansas that way? It's getting to be, yeah. That's is one it? of those states that, you know, they're just pulling giants out of. And right. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely getting getting tougher. I mean, that's, well, it's kind of like anywhere. I mean, yeah. it seems like everywhere is getting leased up, whether it be for farming or, or It's getting bad. Or, or whatever it's it's tough real tough yeah it's like kansas is also one of those bucket list states i feel like for a whitetail guy mm-hmm. yeah you know like everyone you see it on tv you would dream of hunting kansas yeah or like the milk river is like those certain things are like the whitetail bucket list destination spots you know but i can't think of any texas probably but and that's where i grew up hunting is is down down in kansas because that's where i'm originally from yeah yeah um, we always went out west every year and you know i shot up till a couple of years ago, my biggest buck I ever killed. Mm-hmm. It's like a 174 inch deer. And, um, you know, it's just like, you go of, Western Kansas. Yeah. Down? Way yeah. out West. Like, you know, uh, Colby. Oh, I, I'm yeah. I've been, so it's, it's more central central state. but really I figured you'd want to go. They east, have, well, they have, uh, they have mule deer and oh, white tail. Really? So that was the, the draw out there, you know, as a resident, I'm pretty sure you could get just an archery tag mm-hmm. and it was good for, Either deer or whatever. Yeah. It's a deer tag, so yeah. you can shoot either one. Yep. Was that so, like you'd rather shoot a mule deer there than shoot a whitetail? Oh, tail? for sure, yeah. It was? I, you know, yeah, just because I had killed a lot of whitetail. Yeah. So going out there is a little different. And, and where you live, probably, they didn't it, have no, muleys, right? No, because I was in far southeast Kansas. Right. So there's what kind of, they got pretty them. decent mule deer out there? Yeah, I mean, you know. Good enough for a bunch of whitetail guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's big. Yeah, I mean, 170s, 180s. I no mean, kidding. Well, pretty, 
pretty decent. I would, can a non-residents hunt muleys in Kansas? And never, it's you never, a draw. I think it's, oh, a, it's a draw. draw. Yeah, it's yeah. a draw. Never really think about Kansas for mule deer. I mean, I've always yeah. wanted to hunt that state, but never have put in for it. Yeah. Would you do it for whitetails or muley? I'd do it for either one. Yeah, right. <laughs> they got well, some giants down there. I guess it would uh, depend if you get like, an any deer tag. Yeah. I, I think I don't. I think uh, for the out-of-state, I think you have to choose. Specific, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Because I know how, that's what it is for rifle for residents. Oh, our, it is. Yeah, rifle, you have to choose a mule deer, and you may even have to draw for a mule deer as a resident. Right? I'm sure yeah. there's less muleys. Right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because it just seems like to be that western third over there. Something you don't think about, I guess, is right. Kansas mule deer. How, yep. Have you killed a couple of them out there? Yeah, I've, I've killed a, a handful out there. So Really? Yep. Yeah, it's not that far. I'd have to look into it. I don't know. We got some buddies that have outfits in Kansas, but they're not in mule deer country. They're more central yeah. Kansas, but which they've asked like, "Hey, you guys should come deer hunt out there?" But I'm like, it's hard to leave. I would love to do it, mm-hmm. but it's hard to leave like deer for deer, right? Yeah, you know it's what I mean. You take vacation time to go kill whitetails. Yeah, we yeah, potentially the same caliber that right you could kill here. And now it all depends. It's all situational. Yeah, yeah. but also like a if different tags experience. are filled here. You might want to go out. There. Yeah, then you can <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, we'll be right out. Yeah, we'll exactly. be right out. Well, that's all the Patreon questions, so we're good there. Um, all those Perry questions are fake. <laughs> were they really? <laughs> <laughs> Mark set us up. <laughs> that's funny. All those Perry questions were fake. <laughs> he wanted us to really clobber you, man. I'm like, I'm not getting punched we live took it, on a Yeah, podcast. we took it easy on you. Yeah, we downplayed. He's like, ask him this. Ask him this. <laughs> all I'm right, like, go ahead. No, I'm not doing <laughs> Ask about Perry. <laughs> Is that, that's why you were talking about the shooting and stuff, because yeah. Mark knew yeah, Mark was a little bit. I could see you, you got red like, man, if only these MFers knew, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, he, Mark's like, let them have it. I'm like, I don't know, man. I can't just lay it out on a guy like that. That's so funny. I had to let you know that for the podcast yeah. was over. For people watching don't know that it was fake. Like, those Perry questions are weird. Yeah. It completely made up. Could you see me swiping from Patreon to my notes? No, I wasn't oh, I, I was like, he's going to think something's up. <laughs> <laughs> so he threw in a couple more of we took it easy on you. That's funny. It was pretty funny. It's like, and I couldn't do it the Having straight a big face. Country boy working by your side. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I was like, You're like, who the hell asked these I'm, questions? I like typed it down. I was like, <laughs> I do love Perry. I think yeah. he's a great dude. You know, I, we did podcast with him last time we were down and went out and had some beers and stuff. And awesome yeah. guy. Yeah, he's great. But been great. You know, having him aboard because you know yeah. he is a, a ton of help. He's. Well, yeah, I bet, man, like certain things that you're doing, it's good to have another hand. Oh, for sure. And like, you know, with just all the, like he's very mechanically inclined because he used to work in a body shop. So he's really yeah. good with all that stuff. And and uh, so it, it is nice having his big, strong arms help you lift big, parts. burly arms. <laughs> <laughs> those big man arms. Do all the hard work around here. Dude, I couldn't read them how, like, I wanted to I ask thought you were going to start laughing when you were reading that one. Well, I had to, like, navigate it so it sounded organic, like real, you yeah. know? Right. But I'm like, oh, God, dude, I'm going to get punched. <laughs> no. Just keep bringing up Perry to you. Next thing you know, I'm asleep. I'm like, girl, wake up. You just hear me snoring for the rest of the podcast. No, man, it was it was good to get on and have you chat with us. Um, I'm excited to do more podcasts with you in the yeah, future sure. here. And let's get, I'd like to get you and Josh and Perry and Carson out to the studio yeah, and leave the old boss man here at home. That, and we then, just cut up. Yeah, we can get you guys really let your hair down, you know, and <laughs> get in there and drink some beers at the studio. For and sure, we'll just do like time. We'll do like the Drury crew speaks out against Mark Drury and then <laughs> – then, then you can get some revenge on them there with the Perry questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could come up with something. We could have some fun. For sure. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. yeah anything else you want to add in or anything? Or 
You no. said your piece. No, I'm, I'm good. Have you done a podcast before? Besides uh, 100% Wild? I've done a couple, but nothing. Have you ever done one with Matt and Tim? No, I have not. Got you first. We beat That's him. right. That's right. <laughs> Screw those guys. I'm, I'm reigniting the feud, that, the fake feud that we made up. Right. So, yeah. all right. You guys got anything to add? Nope. I don't. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate yeah, it. That was Thanks, a good buddy. time. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, watching, listening. You know what to do? Go shoot a giant and your bow. We love you. Don't shoot it like Wade. Shoot higher, a little higher. <laughs> a little higher. Hit <laughs> them lungs. Like, shoot like Perry. <laughs> yeah, shoot like Perry. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.